all. This is Matt, and I am your host for Matt's Musings, a podcast about music, pro wrestling, pop culture, and whatever else might strike my fancy and the fancy of you, the listener. Today is the third episode of the podcast, and also the third in my ongoing series called The Lowdown with Matt. I'm a hobbyist bass player and love talking to other purveyors of the low end, so to speak. In today's episode, I'll be talking with James Bartish, bass player for Ghost Dance Band and a few other bands based out of Texas. We'll be talking about bass, gear, musical influences, life, and much more. So without further ado, here is my chat with James. Uh, there it goes. Hey! Let me turn that around so you can actually see me. <laughs> there <Hey>. it is. <laughs> Looking at my TV. How's it going? Going well. Going well. Glad we got the, the little technical hiccup there worked through. But uh, Yeah, sorry about oh, that. Not a problem. You know, stuff <laughs> happens. But um, yeah. the, the important thing is just improvise, adapt, and overcome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all we can yep. do. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, the first and I guess most obvious question, James, is how long have you been playing bass? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing bass for about six or seven years, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, have you taken any type of bass lessons, or are you pretty much self-taught? Uh, I took about a year and a half of uh, bass lessons uh, while I was in college the second time that I went to college. Uh, but I played guitar for uh, probably 14-ish year, 13, 14 years before gotcha. that. So uh, I was familiar with the fretboard. Just uh, I took some bass lessons to actually figure out how to play like a, a gotcha. real bass player. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, that sort of leads me to my next uh, next question. Do you play any mm-hmm. other instruments? Well, it's obvious that you do. I mean, uh, besides, yeah. besides, yeah. besides guitar and bass, uh, do you play anything anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I play keyboard, uh, whether it's piano. I'm not as good at organ, but I can get away with some stuff on an organ. Uh, I can chord stuff on a mandolin uh you know acoustic guitar because that's its own instrument as opposed to electric guitar uh what else and i I piddle around a little bit with drums but i I wouldn't consider myself a drummer gotcha so um as far as bass goes are you mostly a finger style player or do you play with a pick uh what's your what's your preference with that uh, I think, I, I don't know, I, I think context matters, and uh, since I, I am, am so much more technically skilled with a pick, if something's too fast for me to play with my fingers, then I'll use a pick until I can get my fingers up to speed, but most of the time I use my fingers because I like the amount of, uh, the, the different sounds you can get with with just your fingertips because gotcha. there's a whole plethora oh, there, of different sounds you can get for sure are yeah um, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a converted guitarist myself and I'm still trying to figure out fingerstyle. I'm so used to having a pick. Uh, yeah. that it just feels weird. Not, not having a, a pick in my hand. So I'm, I'm still kind of struggling yeah. with that, but you know, I'll get there. It's fun. Um, so tell me about your, uh, your current gear and setup that you use to play live. So live, uh, I have an Ampeg uh, Portaflex 500 uh, solid state amp uh, that I use uh, for the head. And then depending on what I can bring with me, I either have a 112 uh, Roland cab from like the seven, late 70s, early oh, nice. 80s that uh, somebody gave me. and uh, Or I'll, I'll bring a, my 115 cab that I made from some parts that uh, one of my buddies oh, gave me cool. that's cool do you have a favorite piece of gear uh or, or like a favorite bass or uh, anything like that uh yeah my favorite bass is probably my my five string that's tuned to mm -hmm. e standard uh it just i don't know why it's just a, a base model of of that particular model but uh i just I was able to set it up and it plays really nice and it has a really good mid-rangey kind of punch that I like and apparently a lot of sound guys don't like. <laughs> but I can I can dial that out on my end. They can do some exactly. stuff on their end. So and kind of meet in the middle. Um, yeah. So do, yeah. do you do you have a preference between four string and five string basses or uh, do you really care? Uh. I I don't usually care. Uh, I do like having the couple extra low notes uh, for just an effect every once in a while, or uh, sometimes things are just easier to, to finger like halfway up on the fretboard since the, the frets aren't so far apart, gotcha. depending on what it is. Okay. So, you know, it, it just depends. But, I mean, I've, I still pull out my four string from time to time just to make sure I can still you know, play a full show on it and, gotcha. and uh, <laughs> sometimes forget that that last string yeah. is not there, but, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, musicians tend to collect gear. Um, and do you, do you mm -hmm. have anything really unique in your arsenal? Uh, like just a, kind of a, a collector's item or just a unique piece? Uh, so, like right over here sitting on my desk, uh, I have this this spring reverb tank uh, that I'm working on making into a rack unit, and I have just about everything other than the uh, the enclosure itself. And I mean, this thing's going to have an EQ on it, a, a volume, and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's kind of a oddball piece of gear that I, I've just decided to make. <laughs> and uh, I, I like making things. If you didn't, <laughs> if you can't tell. I uh, also have two snare drums, which is completely irrelevant to what I actually do, but now I've built myself two different snare drums. Oh, nice. Uh, one's made of mahogany, one's made of uh, maple. So ugh, those were fun little builds. Nice, nice, uh, nice. In terms, yeah, in terms of bass stuff, I, I don't know that any of my stuff's really that terribly unique aside from maybe my cab uh, my 115 cab right. that i made 
but yeah, it sounds like you. you I mean, I have all sorts of little. Uh, it sounds like you, you, you've got ahead. some skills that I wish I had in terms of being able to, to build <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. That's really cool. So. Well, it's just like learning an instrument. It's been a painful oh, process yeah. to, <laughs> to get there. So um, who are some of your, your, your personal musical influences? Oh man, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to go in chronological order. Um, I think uh, Paul Gilbert, uh, the guitar player, was probably one of my first influences. And aside from his like technical proficiency and whatnot, like just his attitude towards making music and uh, you know staying uh, in a mindset where you can always learn and get better and and uh, more musical things out of what you're doing uh, and then you know in terms of like bass of course James Jamerson the Motown bassist mm -hmm. uh, people like Getty Lee oh, yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. John Entwistle uh, that's I, I, I kind of emulate their kind of style of tone uh, when I'm playing with Ghost Dance Band uh, it's more aggressive and a little bit of uh, clankiness going on from hitting the strings down instead of plucking them normal. Gotcha. Uh, you know, people like Jaco and uh, uh, I guess uh, also like I'm a big fan of classical music. I, you know, I play piano too. So, uh, you know, just all the classical people you've heard of like Beethoven, Mozart, uh, Bach, just for all various types of reasons. Uh, I spent about two and a half years diving really deep into that stuff. So that was an interesting journey, oh, musical no doubt, journey. No doubt, no doubt. You know, it pays to be well-rounded and versed in a little bit of everything. Yeah, most so, definitely. So um, what was the very first concert you attended? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I went to a metal concert with my friend and, uh, uh, and some of my other, well, a couple of my friends and, oh man, that was a day. I, it was cold when we got there. So I was wearing like this big jacket, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, everybody wanted to be up at the front. I'd never been to a concert before, much how, less a metal concert. So how, how, we're up at the front, right against the little... Uh, I was probably 19 okay. or so. So we're up against the front, the, the little barrier, the gate, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, and just this warm, humid air just rolls in. And uh, so I'm stuck there in my jacket, and then it starts raining on us a little bit. And then the sun comes back out. So I'm sitting there just like roasting and, and steaming myself to death. And and people are getting thrown from the back of the crowd to where we're at. So we got people landing on us. So <laughs> my first concert was a very uh, memorable experience. Uh, do, do, you, do you remember uh, uh, who was the band? Uh, that, it was... It was like a one day mini festival thing. There were there were probably gotcha. ten different bands. I couldn't gotcha. tell you who any of them were. <laughs> gotcha. So, um, 
in your in your musical career, have you had a chance to meet any of your musical heroes? Uh, not yet. No, I, and that's mostly on me. I haven't really made it a point to uh, to go watch any gotcha. of them. Uh, but you know, one day uh, I do intend on on meeting a few of gotcha. them. Uh, the ones that you know didn't die forty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. A plus. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so away from music, James, uh, what are some of your hobbies and interests? Uh, in terms of, like, hobbies, uh, you know, building stuff, building drums. Uh, I've refinished a drum kit uh, for a friend of mine for a festival that, that he does. Um, you know, a little bit of woodworking and stuff. Uh, I like to cook. I love food. Um, I know may, may not look like it. I'm a little skinny dude, but I do like to eat. Um, and you know, like I say, I don't like working on my car, but I I do enjoy it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just just what a little bit. Uh, what uh, kind but, of car? Yeah, it has a, oh. uh, I have a Volvo C30. It's a little two-door hatchback. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, so James, tell me about Ghost Dance Band. You know, how long have you guys been together? How did the band form? That kind of thing. So, the band has been a th together since either late 2016 or early 2017. Uh, and I wasn't there at the... Uh, genesis of, of the band. Uh, I, I, I don't even remember what I was doing. I might have been... I probably had just gotten out of college and moved back home for about six months. So I was probably back home, didn't know any of these people existed, but uh, they joined together because the drummer and the, both the guitarists were in a metal band uh, that's Chris, the drummer, Will and Weston, the two guitarists, they were all in a metal band together. And then Weston's brother, Cody, who's the singer, he, he was like, hey, I have a song I want to record. I haven't been playing guitar that long, and I just want to see if y'all would, you know, come record this song with me. And they did, and they were blown away by the, uh, the results of, of that recording session. That song is Rituals. And... Um, so that, you know, that's how that got started. And then about October of 2019, I think, uh, one of my buddies that that's a drummer uh, hit me up and he was like, hey, uh, you want a gig Saturday? I was like, sure, why not? And uh, so I got in contact with Chris and he sent me the whole set list. And I was thinking it was going to be uh, cover songs, and most of them were uh, original songs. It was about an hour and a half of original music, and I had about three days to learn it all. So uh, I did my best, and uh, you know they brought me back a few more times and eventually asked me to be in the band, and I was like, yeah, sure. So well, uh, here we are five years later. <laughs> so I know that... Um that you guys have a song called Dancing with Ghosts. Uh, which came mm -hmm. first, the, the song or the band name? Uh, the band name, I believe. Uh, I think, from what I understand, the, the 
song name just kind of happened with the lyrics. Uh, but I, I couldn't tell you for sure. So, so um, speaking of all of that, um, you know, tell me a bit about the songwriting process within Ghost Dance Band. Is there a primary songwriter or is it a pretty collaborative type of thing or how does that go? So usually Cody, the singer, will come up with kind of a skeleton for everything uh, and, and some lyrics and kind of an idea. And, and I mean, you know, we'll, all the rest of us will sit there and pitch different musical ideas. Uh, and sometimes he'll take one and make a song out of it. Or, you know, sometimes he'll, uh, he'll just bring us like a, a bare bones version of a song and then uh usually i'll add some like vocal harmonies or something and uh and then chris will add some drums and then i'll come back in with bass and then will can come in with his rhythm guitar and then weston can come in and do uh lead stuff over that it kind of the same way you would record it in the studio if you're not live tracking gotcha gotcha so, um, you know, I've, uh, during the time I've been preparing to do this, I've been kind of going down the Ghost Dance Band rabbit hole a bit. Really enjoy y'all's music. Yeah. But, um, you know, oh, I, uh, I hear you. a lot of, uh, obviously, kind of a rockabilly influence. Uh, I hear a little bit of Johnny Cash. Um, interestingly enough, and I think it's probably because of the rockabilly type influence, I even hear uh, occasionally a band called Volbeat uh, in there. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a, a really unique sound. And I, um, uh, like I said, I've really, uh, really become a fan, really have, uh, have really dug listening to you guys. And uh, I've, I've also enjoyed y'all's videos. Uh, each one is, is really, really unique. And, and really, kind yeah. of, all of the videos kind of stand on their own for different reasons. Uh, I love the hats in the Graveyard Song video. Uh, I, I saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, those hats are just awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, that's usually, uh, I, I, if I remember right, I, I think I had my, uh, my stage hat on that day for that video. That was a really long video shoot. It took us about 10 hours to get that, that little space set up and I everybody bet. in there. It was, it was a long day, but it, it was really I fun. Bet. I bet. So, you know, typically within a band, you know, bass, the, the bass player is usually in at least something of a partnership with the drummer as far as locking in and being the rhythm section. Uh, can you, uh, I guess, tell us a little bit about your relationship with the drummer and how y'all click and that kind of thing? Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of funny because there's, oh, man, probably a 15-year age difference between me and Chris. Uh, he's the oldest guy in the band, and I'm the youngest guy in the band. Uh, but, you know, we very much think alike in, in terms of uh, – the music and whatnot while we're playing and uh you know we'll sit there and listen to each other and and uh i mean outside out of music even if if we're just going somewhere like uh we can just talk for hours on end and and uh you know just keep having interesting conversations about things that's so great. just i don't know <laughs> yeah 
fun time. Uh, is Ghost Dance Bands a full-time thing, or do you have other side projects or anything like that that you're also playing in? So that's my main uh, project that I'm in, uh, that I have the most to do with. Because uh, in, in Ghost Dance Band, you know, aside from being the, the bass player and uh, singing harmonies, uh, I'll go play acoustic gigs sometimes with the singer Cody, uh, you know, I'll play some keyboard stuff in the studio. I used to live, but my keyboard is just kind of unwieldy gotcha. to carry around. So, uh, um, and, and I make, I've redone all the backing tracks because we have switched tunings. So we have, uh, backing tracks and everything with, you know, extra little sound effects in mm -hmm. there and whatnot. And, uh, I had to redo had to go back and listen to all the old ones and redo them so now i'm in, i've made myself in charge of that and uh, i'm one of the two uh, mechanics in the group too so um but in terms of other projects uh i play in three other bands uh one of which chris the drummer is also in um and then the other two uh i uh, uh the one that, that Chris is in, that's uh, Dustin Brown in the now. Uh, I play for Larissa Boyd, which is, she's from around Hillsboro. I don't know if anybody knows where that's at, but that's right down the mm -hmm. road from me in uh, Texas. And uh, then Justin Hewitt, who's out of uh, Whitney, Texas. So that, that's my main four projects that, that I try to keep going best I can. Gotcha. Uh, well Scheduling gets kind of confusing sometimes. Oh, no, doubt. But... no doubt, it's a lot of, of just juggling and and trying to keep track of where of where you're supposed to be when and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, you know, as I mentioned in my uh, in, in our uh, our uh, I guess chats and such, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a native Texan myself. Uh, I was born in San Angelo and lived for my first six years or so in San Antonio. My dad's retired Air Force, so. You know, we were there as a result of that. But, you know, I live in Georgia now. I've been here, gosh, uh, 40, 41 years now. And, but I've still got a soft spot for Texas. So, mm -hmm. um, haven't actually haven't been back since I left when I was six. But I'm hoping to get out there again one of these days and see some things now that I'm old enough to appreciate them. So, um, yeah. So, um, do you do you have uh, I guess a a day job uh, and if so what is it? Uh, at the moment, I'm working on uh, some production okay. stuff uh, for a couple of people. Uh, not for well, for one of the people I play for. I'm not gonna say who because I'm uh, too uh, self oh. self uh, conscious well, about the stuff that I put out, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, working on getting into production. Uh, I do some diesel mechanicing mm -hmm. when I can, uh, but that's most of the time a weekend job. Every once in a while, I get to go during the week. But uh, and and I'm very fortunate to have that job because it's helped keep me afloat a few times. But uh, yeah, I try to make music my full time gig if I gotcha. if I can. Gotcha. So, um, what is the most interesting experience that you've had playing live 
Oh man. Uh, I can't recall. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I just thought of this. So we were playing in the middle of like July, I think, um, at a, like, a, yeah, it was a 4th of July gig. That's what it was. And, um, and we had to set up in the middle of the day, and the sun was just beating down on all mm-hmm. of our gear, right? So, you know, everything's getting hot. We're going out there with, like, a tarp to cover everything, keep it out the sun right. a little bit. And uh, we started playing probably 6.37. The sun was still in the sky, but low. And uh, I go to adjust the tone knob on my base and it doesn't do anything and I'm sitting there, you know, trying to play and figure out why it's not doing anything. And meanwhile the lead guitarist Weston, who's right beside me, his guitar sound is fluctuating wildly. And we figured out after a while that my tone knob was controlling the tone on his guitar oh, wow. somehow or another. <laughs> and to this day <laughs> <laughs> to this day, we have yet to figure that out. I'm not uh, electrically uh, smart or anything, so I don't know how. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how man. that was happening, In but yeah, I was like, okay. okay. That, that is wild. <laughs> and, and it's never happened since. I, I was like, I, I was looking at him, just laughing. I was like, I don't know what to do about this. Right. right. So. Was... <laughs> So before before you go on live, do you have any pre-show traditions that you do? Like, you know, like there's there's athletes that before they go out for a game or whatever, they'll un- unlace their shoes, lace them back up. And is there anything that you do uh, consistently before you go on? Uh, well, we, we definitely make sure that we uh, get our harmonies. Uh, best we can, uh, voices warmed up and all that. Um, I, I have to make sure that my hands are uh, warmed up, and and uh, if they're like, if it's humid and my hands are sticky, I'll go wash them with soap and hot water to kind of dry them out because it's it's hard to to pluck when your fingers are sticking to the strings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we'll all you know we'll all get in the in our little group huddle or whatever you want to call it and uh just you know uh pre-show uh pep talk kind of deal i guess <laughs> and we'll you know disperse and go yeah. up on the stage and go play <laughs> sounds good so um james what is the, what is your actual hometown uh abbott texas Whereabouts in Texas is that? Is is that in the DFW area or where? Yeah, it's about an hour south of DFW, right off of I-35. Uh, it's the hometown of Willie Nelson. Okay. That's, that's about the only thing we have going for us. Gotcha. So what, what would you say is your favorite thing about Abbott? Uh, just, you know, everybody. Um, like I can go walk down the street to my old football coach's house and say hi, or to a couple of my friends' parents' houses. Just 
you know, hang out for a little bit. Uh, you know, if, if somebody is just walking down the road, you probably know who gotcha. it is. And I live out in the country, so it's it's right outside of town. So it's nice and quiet out here, and you know, you don't have to you don't don't have to worry about uh, disturbing anyone else or anyone disturbing you. Really, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Uh, you know, I've got a recently retired, uh, <coughs> recently retired coworker of mine lives in a town that you guys are playing a show in coming up in March. Uh, she lives in Granbury, um, and, and oh yeah, all, uh, I think mid March have a have a show there. So I've been telling her about you. Um, so, yeah. uh, um, so here's an interesting question for you james if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be (laughs) uh slow down and just do things the right way the first time yeah those are wise words (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I learned that by being a mechanic (laughs) you uh you want to fix it right the first time so it doesn't come back three days later and you have to fix whatever it is again. Right, and, and, and when you're young, you want everything fast and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. And you got to learn sometimes the hard way just to sort of sit back, take it easy, and let it, uh, let it come. Yeah. I mean, practice as slow as you humanly can oh, no kind doubt. of deal. No doubt. So – Do you have any suggestions for any other, I guess, up-and-coming bands to check out or potentially reach out to for another in this series of bass player interviews? Uh, I would say uh, American Merit would be a cool one because they had a bass player for a while that I, I don't know why he's no longer with them but they've got a new guy with them and they've they've had him for a year or two and uh you know just talking to him watching him walk around he seems like he'd be just kind of a a chill person and then he gets up on stage and he's just you know up there killing it and i'm like that that comes out of nowhere (laughs) so So, yeah i I think it'd be interesting american merit yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely yes. definitely check them out. So, um, you know, my my previous interview, I was talking to a guy named Ben Westcott, who's the bass player for a band out of South Carolina called Harry and the Hootenannies. And something that I've been yeah. something that I've been doing in in this series is I I basically have um, the person being interviewed or being chatted with or however you want to term it pose a question for the next person so the question that he posed is in your musical journey is there anything that you've had to unlearn definitely uh the first 14 13 14 years of guitar playing uh when i started playing bass uh i played a few notes on a bass and i was like Every note matters. And then I went back to a guitar and I was like, oh, every note matters. So <laughs> lots of uh, lots of uh, muscle memory stuff to unlearn and, and learning 
how music actually works on my instrument kind of deal. Yeah, it's funny, you know, um, like I said, I'm, I'm a converted guitarist and I, I played guitar for really the better part of my life, uh, off and on, really more off than on. And um, my son took up guitar and absconded with all my guitar gear. Uh, so he, he <laughs> and, uh, and my wife surprised me with a bass. And I had never touched a bass, let alone tried to play one. And I discovered that all these years I was a bass player and I just never knew it. You know, I've, 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 been, I've yeah. <laughs> enjoyed bass more than I did you know, all the years that I, that I was playing guitar and it's interesting, you know, um, I've, I've been playing bass for about four years and uh, I've, um, I've actually bothered, uh, to, to actually learn some of the musical theory behind it. And I've found that knowing some of that has actually made me a better guitarist on the occasions that I pick a guitar up. I actually understand how some things work that I never did before. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, most definitely. It's yeah, and, and, and I think, did, did you have that moment where, because I, I know I had, had a moment like this, but did I, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, did you have a moment where, where, you were just like, man, is is this really what I'm gonna do now? Instead of what I've been doing, you know, for most of my life at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, well, like like I said, I didn't really have a lot of choice at that at that moment because my son had had basically taken all my gear. Um, so, I mean, you know, yeah. if I was going to, to play, to, going to continue doing anything musically, I needed to sort of adapt. Uh, and I mean, now, yeah, you know, fair enough. and I mean, now, you know, uh, he and I, uh, share gear, uh, you know, he's 14, he's a freshman in high school. So he's, he's busy with a lot of other stuff. So he's not really playing guitar much these days. So I've sort of borrowed back some of the gear that he, that he absconded with. But, um, but yeah. yeah, so it's, um, it's good. And like I said, I, uh, I, I feel like, you know, learning bass has made me better all around. So it's, it's really yeah. been a good thing. Um, so, um, you know, I guess we're, we're getting toward the end of this, but, um, is there a question that you would like to pose to the next person that's going to be sitting in the hot seat, so to speak? I've actually got another one of these Wednesday night, so. Okay. Uh, I think I would ask, you know, why do you continue to, to play bass? Like, why, why well, choose good, bass? Good question. Because that, that gets into everybody's motivation, and I love, you know, hearing about why people decided to pick up the instrument that they pick up, whatever it is. But, you know, since this is bass-centric, then, you know, why bass? That's a real good question. So, um, aside from your Instagram, uh, do you or Ghost Dance Band have any other social media that you'd like to hype? Uh, yeah, uh, Ghost Dance Band has Facebook. Uh, we have uh, TikTok, and I think we have a Twitter. 
I'm not really sure. I'm not on Twitter myself, so uh, we could have a Twitter. We could not have a Twitter. Don't quote me on okay. whether we have one or okay. not. Okay. And do you guys have any upcoming shows or any new releases near term that you'd like to talk about or, or anything like that? Uh, we have a show, what is it, March 8th, I think, in Waco, uh, opening for, oh, man, what's, Jarrett something, the guy, uh, the singer from Bowling for Soup, I, I can't remember his last name just right this minute. Okay. Uh, I mean, we have plenty of other shows, but off the top of my head, I, I couldn't tell you. Where we're, oh, and uh, Granberry is the oh, next okay. day, the uh, one you're, yeah, you're telling yeah. your friend about. So do you um, have, um, uh, I guess, do you guys have any new material coming out uh, anytime soon? or? Uh, we're in the process of uh, working on a batch of songs. Uh, the other day, we all got together and, and jammed on a few ideas. We had about five different things to, to really hammer out and work on but we're we're working on uh getting some more material well, very cool very cool well well james th mm -hmm. this has been an absolute pleasure and you know i thank you for yeah. your time and your your willingness to uh sit down with me and just just talk about music about life um you know all that good, good stuff um so uh, one one final question. I was noticing when I um, when I did my, my initial post in my Instagram stories about it, um, the other uh, uh, the other people in the band referred to you as the Badger. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> uh, there is, but I can't say. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. Uh, it's a, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just uh, <laughs> no, not to be public gotcha. knowledge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how if it wasn't live on the internet, I would tell you. Yeah, but I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all a big gotcha. joke, Sorry though. Sorry to put you on the spot about that. I just <laughs> no, you're good. I, I I never even think about it anymore. That was years ago when that came up. But yeah. I forgot. I forget why, like, why that even came about. But yeah, <laughs> that's. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, like I said, thank you for your time, and definitely look forward to uh, staying in touch and and you know hearing hearing more out of Ghost Dance Band. And um, you know, it's uh, it's really been a pleasure. So, thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having me, man. And for all of you uh, watching and all of you in chat and all of you that will be watching, you know, the uh, the replay and, and such, uh, thank you. And uh, everybody have a good night and a good rest of your week. Thank you, James. Yep, thank you, Matt. Hey, all. Hope you enjoyed this third episode of Matt's Musings. I'm excited to let you know that I do have some other interviews uh, coming up in the pipeline, and there will be more news on all of that shortly. 
Thanks once again to James, who was an amazing guest. I had a lot of fun talking with him. Thanks to all of you for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and keep rocking.